0: Good morning, and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by Ariel Property Advisors. Hi, Shimon Shkuri with Ariel Property Advisors, and I'm here with my partner, Victor Sozio to talk about the multifamily market and what we've seen in 2021, and specifically in the fourth quarter, and what we think we're going to see moving forward. Hey, Vic, how you
1: doing? I'm good, Shimon, how are you?
0: Doing well. Why don't you jump right into it and tell us what we've seen in the fourth quarter of 2021. There were some major transactions there, and, and I think you can speak to it.
1: Sure, I think we ended the year nicely. I think we felt the momentum building through the first half of the year. We saw a good third quarter in terms of volume, and the fourth quarter was also a good end to the year. Volume on the multifamily side broke $2.5 billion, just like the quarter before, over $2 billion like the quarter before. We had some nice big transactions that happened across the city that contributed to that. I think it was really a return to the presence of bigger deals happening throughout the market, not only in the multifamily space, but also in the other product types. We had a few big closings that were more of the affordable housing product type that we've seen continued strong demand and interest from a lot of institutional equity providers. And I think that's a trend that's going to continue into the first quarter of 2022 as well.
0: Yeah, and you know what? There's seven point three billion dollars in over transactions in two thousand twenty one in the multifamily category alone, which is a little less than the average, the annual average over the past ten years. And I think that could grow. But we also saw some return of capital or institutional capital and institutional deals coming back to the market. We've seen Rockpoint, we've seen BlackRock, we've seen RXR. We've seen Invesco, we've seen Blackstone. What do you think's happening next year in 2020? We as a company got into the year with a good amount of contracts slated to close in 2022, but the market has gotten into the year with a good amount of contracts that we know of that were publicized that are going to close in 2022. What do you think is happening in the first quarter and
1: moving forward? It's interesting, Shimon. When you say those names, it kind of just brings to light to me that a lot of this renewed investor confidence from these institutions looking to deploy in the multifamily space comes from the rebounding rents that really rebounded nicely and quickly, uh, more quickly than I think a lot of groups expected. But vacancy is is down tremendously. We were down close to the 1% to 2% mark that it was hovering around five to ten percent for the quarters before. So now we're close to one and a half percent. I think it was at the end of twenty twenty one. So I think that is one of the reasons why you're seeing this renewed confidence level from these equity providers. And if you look at what's been publicized already for the new year going forward, just the Spruce Street transaction with Brookfield and the American copper building that Black Spruce is purchasing, just those two transactions alone will account for almost two billion dollars of transaction volume in the multifamily space when they close. So I think you will see more and more action and more activity in the space as sellers are confident that the rents have rebounded and put them in a better position to monetize their asset and the institutions that are feeling much more comfortable plugging in those assumptions and underwriting it and deploying those big, big equity checks that they were so hesitant to do during the pandemic.
0: Yeah. And I want to echo what you said with regards to the rents. I think that What was so interesting is that the vacancy rates not only went down, but the rates of rent, the rents went up drastically over 2021. So about 30 plus percent of all multifamily transactions this year were affordable housing transactions. And then we spoke about a few very large deals that are in the luxury high-end space and Some of them closed this year. Some of them are slated to close in 2022. One of the other things that you and I saw and and are working on, actually, on a few deals is predominantly rent-stabilized buildings post-HSTPA, post the regulation of 2019. I got to tell you, last year was the first year I'm seeing some transactions that provide some clarity in that segment. So with what we're working on, how do you feel this year is going to play out for rent stabilized multi
1: moving forward? It's interesting because if you think about what happened after the legislation in 2019, everything was thrown into flux. And a lot of the operators that were the most bullish in the space, the most active purchasers, in many cases, they went quiet for a few years. And now you're right. A lot of them are reemerging and some of them have new sources of capital or Capital that have adjusted their expectations or their time horizons on these deals and how they view them and what they think the benefits of purchasing them could be in the business plans associated with it, and really since then to now, I would say the most active segment of purchasers for that product type remains the high net worth capital, whether it's family office or just private capital, really that has a longer time frame to purchase it, has economies of scale. Look at it a little differently than an institution looking to hit a levered IRR within a shorter time frame. I can tell you that there's much more conversations happening now where there are institutions looking to carve up a bucket of capital to take advantage of what are still very low interest rates. And if they can get to a good enough cash on cash, maybe it's not the type of cash on cash that they would have expected to stabilize years ago on, on rent stabilized multifamily product in New York City. But I think they're lowering their expectations. And I do expect that some of them will come back into the space and looking to deploy capital. So that might actually help in transacting on the larger red stabilized product and expanding that buyer pool a little bit more than just the private capital that's going after right now.
0: Yes, and at a very low basis or price per square foot. So look, to me, it looks like we're going to have a great 2022 in terms of transactions, even pricing for multifamily assets. And I think that with that, unless you have anything else that you want to close it with, we're good to go. I think our listeners got a lot of
1: information. Vic? I think that's all I got, Simone. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye bye.